This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, it's Sunday. Welcome to the kit room as usual. I'm James. I'm Neil. Uh, we're going to do the usual kit room show today. We'll look at the Southampton game, look at the highs, lows and all the stats. So let's get to it. Right, so Southampton beat us 2-1. Disappointing results. What were your views on it, Neil? Yeah, we're disappointed. It, it's a game that I think we came into thinking we we're going to win. Obviously, we won 9-0 last time, so we were thinking we'd get a decent result this time. They set up similarly to Norwich, 4-4-2. They played really strongly, knew what they were doing, and we couldn't break them down. And they, I've never seen us under Rodgers perform that badly. It wasn't a terrible, terrible performance, but Southampton were on it. But the amount of times that I think you were saying, like the the man of the match for you was the was the crossbar, the amount of times we hit it. Uh, but yeah, overall, we deserve we don't deserve to win that game. But hopefully, onwards and upwards from here because that wasn't a good result. What are your thoughts? Yeah, exactly the same. I, Southampton always going to be up for it. We thrashed them nine nil. They weren't going to let that happen again. So they set up quite well defensively, and I think the tactics are spot on. Um, I think Ings up front for them was too much of a handful for us at times. I mean, when he rattled the crossbar, looked like that was going to go in. Um, but I think overall, we got what we deserved. Um, so shall we have a look, quick look at the stats? Yes, let's have a look. So looking at the stats, obviously Southampton beat us 2-1. We had five shots and all them on target, so I think that's quite good for the strikers. They had 16 shots, which is obviously a lot more than us with 10 on target. We had 58% possession, um, although we only had 70% pass completion rate and they only had 57%. Um, you'd think with our possession, our pass completion rate would be quite high. And we had two corners there for. What are your views on that, Neil? Yeah, it doesn't look good, does it? Um, you'd expect them kind of statistics outside of the inside the top six against us, especially since we're playing at home. Southampton set up with a four-four-two, um, and they looked great. So it, it it kind of they did kind of pull our pants down at times, and it didn't look make us look very good. I think uh, as you were saying with the pass completion, it is low for us, and it just seemed like all the players pretty much didn't look up to their full potential. Balls were going missing. Players were getting their feet. They were just sometimes they were just hit and hope. Let's just see if Vardy can chase this. Even the substitutes were kind of doing that at times, which wasn't good. 
and it seems like they didn't really understand what they were doing. I think potentially it was a change in formation again, and I went to four one four one. But Dennis Pratt, who again I gave man of the match, we'll come to in a bit, but he didn't quite understand his role alongside Chowdhury. And that's one player I think we missed massively as well in Diddy, because he's been in the side since we won the league pretty much, since the January since we won the league. He's a really pivotal role. And Chowdhury, as good as he was, he just doesn't seem up to the level of an Ndidi. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, exactly the same. But if you remember when Ndidi came to us, he was like Chowdhury is now. And Ndidi's been coached to the role that he is now. And he's become a, a, probably one of the world-class players in that role. If you look at all the European leagues and everything around the world, he is probably one of the best CDMs in the world. Um, and I think Chowdhury will get there. He just does silly things now and again. Um, and that will come with coaching. And he is really young. So I think he will be a great player. Um, he's just he's obviously not going to be up to Ndidi's standard um, because he's just world class. So I, I think he'll get there. And now he's got his opportunity to shine and get a bit better. Because um, you're only going to get better with first team performances. And with Ndidi sidelined for four, probably four weeks, it gives him the perfect opportunity to sit in that role and try and do what he can do. And Diddy's brilliant at sitting in front of the back four, which I think Chowdhury needs to do more of. Um, Chowdhury seems to go forward a lot more than Ndidi would, um, but they're not the same player, so you just have to try and work to your strengths. Yeah, I think that worked against Aston Villa when he came on because we didn't have a CDM, but at times I remember he was losing the ball um, and then people having to track back a lot more. What he does really well in Diddy is that he knows when to when to go and when to when to stop, when to defend and when to attack. Because at times... He's been, he's playing some really he's got really good feet on him in all, when going forward, which I was really surprised at because normally we just see him sitting back playing a short pass to some like Madison, then Madison hitting it up to Vardy. But he's actually got the ability now with the coaching to play and get past players, which I was really surprised at. With Chowdhury, it will just take time to for this to come. And again, with Indidi out for a for a while because of this knee injury, this is t- uh, his time to shine. But the only t- way we're going to do this is by playing him and allowing him to make mistakes. In the same way we did with Sionchu, with the same way we did with Chilwell, it's just Hamza Chowdhury's turn. But the difference is now we're playing in a position being second at the moment, or third if Man City win, where we're going to have a really, really... There's a lot more to lose compared to a couple of seasons ago. So there's definitely a lot of players that... that I really want to see Hamza Chowdhury in the team and stuff like that, but at the same time how much we're going to give him because to be fair he was okay a lot of the players were okay but Hamza was one of them he did look a bit completely overwhelmed at times which was not good to see and he was making the wrong decision at the wrong time but again that'll just come down to experience so so you remember we were saying before earlier on in the year about Ayozi Perez and if he gets pushed off the ball he tends not to play in the games do you think this is one of the games where this happened again yeah I think so I think one, of the, I think it was the first three games. He got hit and hit Hurley, and then he and then he waved right. I think yesterday was the same. Um, one thing, one th- player I do want to mention is Harvey Barnes. Over the season, I see glimpses of brilliance in him, and then he has games like yesterday. I think he fifteen passes, and that's all he did in the game. Um, don't think there was any crosses or anything like that from him. He just didn't seem interested, and in just at one point when he came off, I didn't realise he was still on the pitch. To be honest. Same here. Same here. Yeah, he's a really good player. Really good. And there is it's the same issue with Gray. Bearing in mind, he's only if you 
because it's about a year now since he's been with us in the first team. There's still a lot of learning to do. He's still a lot younger than he's still a year younger than most of the players as well. And I yeah. think you mentioned it before he tries really hard, and that when you as it's players mature like in in Diddy has for example, he's learned okay this is the time to do this is the time to come off this is the time to attack. And I think Harvey Barnes just needs to learn that. And with a manager like Rogers, he can definitely get the best out of them. Um, like Gray, when he came on, looks like a brand new player. Ian Nacho looks like a brand new player. And the only way you're going to get these players, young players, to perform game in, game out is to play them game in, game out. So is there any players for you that really stood out as um, man of the matches or like potential people that were that had a good game? Because overall, I know it wasn't a great performance from us. No, it wasn't great. Um, Dennis Pratt came in for Tillemans, did a great job, I thought. Um, fully deserved his goal. Um, seemed to try to pull strings. He looked a bit lost in the midfield at the time. I, I think because he was being overran, because he what he didn't have that cover. Um, and I think he did struggle at times. But what he did do, I thought his runs were good. His passing was excellent. Um, he seems to be able to pick passes out left, right and centre. So was really impressed with him at times. He just looked like he didn't have any cover and was going to get an overrun. And the reason he didn't have any cover, maybe because um, Chowder was being pulled out of position to defend a lot, because Ings, Ings running at us, um, it looked like we were struggling with. Ings has scored the last few games, hasn't he? He's been playing well and, and does all that, that, that old traditional English striker, strong on the ball and can score goals. And he's been absolutely on form. I think a lot of us were saying before the match, he's dev- definitely going to score against us, and which he did to get the the finishing goal. But again, he deserves an England call-up. Um, he's way more in form than um, Harry Kane. He's, uh, Harry Kane will be out as injury. Um, I'd argue that he's been better this season than Abraham. Obviously, Abraham's getting the headlines because they needed that player to come in um, as a replacement for Higuain, and Giroud yeah. was being benched. So... Again, I think Danny Ings, rightfully so, just from this year, should be in the England squad for the 2020. But I know that's another argument for another time and for the summer we'll get on to. But he was, I understand, because when you watch Match of the Day, you kind of see how a player is from the highlights. But when you see him game in, game out, you see him for a full 90 minutes, you understand what a player does. And he's genuinely gone right under the radar for a lot of people. And he shouldn't have, because I think he's... Only a couple, I think he's like the top five scorers in the league. And for yeah. him to drag Southampton through, and again, don't get me wrong, Southampton were brilliant. But for him to, for example, yesterday, to get that match-winning goal for them to win the game after he hit the bar, after Southampton kept pressing and they had all these shots on target, for him to get yeah. that winner in the way that he did, fantastic. And that's why I, I think he deserves an England call-up. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, so we've, we've, sp- we've spoken about the players scoring. So what are your scorings for each of the players then, Neil? Yeah, I've got them down. So you'll be able to see them along the bottom. I'm just going to look at my notes here. So yeah, I give Schmeichel a seven, which is surprising because at the beginning of the match, I was like, five, what are you doing? But again, he made some vital saves without him. And if, say, Danny Ward was in or Jakubovic was in, that would have been four or five. And that would have been yeah. a very different conversation to what we're having now. Yeah. So I give him a seven. Um, I would have given him higher, but his distribution again was letting him down. Everybody yeah. just seems to be off. He wasn't having a good game. Chihuahua, I gave a four. Again, it wasn't. It was the worst performance we've seen, but it wasn't terrible. It wasn't the. I've definitely seen players play a lot worse. I remember Kuchewski from that was the. Uh, 
he was a walking red card at times. And so yeah. even compared to them, he was brilliant. So I gave him a four. Siuncho, I gave a six. At times, his hot head really showed. And he was very frustrated. And he was he was getting pulled into challenges that he probably shouldn't have been, making fouls that he didn't. But at yeah. the same time, he was playing in a great, great position. I gave Evans a six as well. Decent, did the basics right. Um, seemed to be on the ball. But again, he just, as good as Evans is, he missed that that greatness that really holds the team together. I give Ricardo a seven, sturdy, reliable as usual, and really did impress me in a team that was kind of falling apart. He was one of the players that was really trying to go for it, trying to sprint up the wing and trying to get the balls in and knew exactly what he needed to. I give Chowdhury a five. Again, we'll talk about earlier the difference between Chowdhury and Diddy. It looked huge, but he's only going to get better with time. And again, that they ran as ragged. Um, Perez, I gave a four, ineffective, I think. And yeah, as you were saying earlier, he got he got challenged in the game, got taken straight out. So I think we, you you agree there. Uh, Madison a five. Uh, I was struggling between a five and a six uh, because Madison was trying to he was dropping deep, trying to get balls yeah. in, but when he because he was just being marked out the game by the central defense yeah. central midfielder. But at times he didn't look his best. He, he didn't have as good game as a Ricardo, for example. Pratt, I give a seven, man of the match performance. He was playing all over the park towards the beginning of the game. He was really shouting for the ball. Right, I want it here, pointing. And the players weren't quite giving it to him. And then he became lost between a Chowdhury and Madison, where his role was, because it seemed to be he was running all over the place and didn't quite understand what he was doing. But again, scoring the goal, creating the chance. And that's a that's a really quick run he did to get on the end of Vardy's cross. So credit to him. And I gave him my man of the match as well. Uh, Barnes, again, we'll talk about earlier. I gave him a four. Did look lost, but we know he's got potential to go there. And for the subs, I've gave Tillman a six. Um, he looks much better than he did um, against the previous match. Yeah. That rest just seems to have done him the world of good. Nacho, I gave a six. Um, six because he was just, he was, he looks like a super sub. Um, he's really scoring like one every two games or assisting one yeah. every two games. And this is phenomenal for him. And Gray, again, I gave a six because they all three performed not amazingly. They didn't change the game. They didn't actually improve the game that much. We could tell there was a new energy to the side. And again, that's what you can ask for as a substitute. So out of all them, and I've been talking for a while, which one do you think um, you disagree with or which one do you think deserves a higher or lower score? Um, I agree with agree with most of them. I think the ones you've... You, you... I think Barnes, Chilwell, Perez, maybe borderline threes and fours. So I, I think it's right. I think they weren't terrible, but they weren't effective at all. Um, and I think Rogers saw that. Um, not much you can do about Chilwell um, because of the way the setup yesterday um, could have brought Fuchs on. I don't know. Um, but he's, he's sticking with him. He's sticking with youth. So I, I think we, we need to kind of make sure that Rogers gets the backing of the fans. There were quite a few fans booing yesterday, which don't agree with at all. And if you're there to support the team, try not to boo them. Um, but I think overall it was a bad performance. Burnley next Sunday um, will be a very physical game. I don't think Press should be playing against Burnley because it will get kicked off the park. Um, and it is going to be a physical game. Um, and Seung Chun needs to keep his head because it is going to get physical. We know We know what Chris Wood's like used to have him here we know how strong he is and how tall he is and how great he is in the air so we need to make sure that we do our homework next week and play the right team against Burnley um so I think we've had a great show today Neil um thanks for all your input um and we'll talk to everyone next week after the Burnley game 
See you. Speak to everybody then. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five year warranty. And with a bench full of all star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.